Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Words are like knives. You don't feel it now, but you'll feel it eventually. You ready? That's facts. I'm ready. All right, let's hit it. <laughs> Black women, I just want to let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. You mad? Would you like to say something to my face? I mean, hey, I'm just saying you're fine. What's up with it? Hey guys, this is Meg and Jeanette, but you can call me Meg. And this is your boy Greg. What's happening? And welcome back to Get It Together. Yes, 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 yes. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. Welcome. We are a millennial married couple, couple with a couple, mission couple. to provide black love entertainment, entertainment. <laughs> relationship <laughs> advice, and to discuss taboo topics that most people are not interested in talking about. What's happening? So, hello. What's good? How's your energy? I mean, it's just good. I had a really good day. I've been off. I've been cleaning. I have rested. I have worked out. I have, I've really accomplished all everything I need to do. Usually on days like this, before I get ready to go to work the next day, I'm always like, oh my God, oh my God, because I'm waiting to the last minute to do everything because I'm resting beforehand. But now that I'm kind of like did everything, all I have to do is lay my clothes out and I really have like four or five hours until it's time for me to like really lay down. No, so good. I feel good. Productive. Yeah. For a change. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know the drill. So a week has passed by and we always rate ourselves as far as, well, I guess grade ourselves as far as how good of a partner we've been to each other. Right. Um, I think it's a really good active skill to do because it makes you mindful during the week. So if you guys have not tried that, you should try it. Try it. But let's see. What grade do you give yourself? I will give myself a C++. So a seventy, a seventy nine. I would give myself a seventy nine okay. because I felt like my week started off very strong. Like I was loving you, hugging on you, paying attention to you, and then we had a little small itsy bitsy incident, and I didn't want to listen. I got in a little attitude and stuff. So, and I felt like I showed my whole. Uh, I acted like a butt. So I will say that. C plus plus is is because it started off strong, but then it got weak. So mm-hmm. I lost brownie points. I will say to myself, I lost brownie points for myself. So yeah. Okay, it's very um, mature of me. Introspective. Yeah, I think that's the word. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Megan, how's your energy? Okay, so um, I'll answer that. <laughs> uh, I so I feel like right now my energy is it's, it's okay. I mean, I feel feel a little like woozy. I kind of went overboard this past weekend and um, overboard. I just ate really bad and I don't really eat food that's not clean food, I guess I would say. So Greg was on a shift Friday. No, Saturday, Saturday. Work Saturday. So anytime like he works on Saturdays, I don't know in my mind, I get this thing that, ooh, I'm just going to drink some wine and get drunk and eat pizza all by myself. And so that's what I did. And my body did not like that. Then the next day I had Wingstop, you know, after having Wingstop like two days before that. Because we watched the draft. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had Wingstop with Ranch. And then I also had cookies, you know, a lot of cookies. Yes. And more wine. So yeah, you know, it it was a lot. So feel a little woozy, but it's okay. I'm still here. <laughs> so, and okay. Okay. let's see, rating myself as a partner this week. I feel like I will give myself a 
80. So I would just say just solid. Just so you just B. had to just one up me. <laughs> just, I mean, yes. Give myself an 80. Yeah. He I'm had a 79. 80. I'd give myself one point. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And I would say <laughs> in 80, so a B, because I feel like this past week, it was just very, kind of what you said, very like emotional. I, mm-hmm. I think that I've gotten to the point sometimes that I feel like I don't want, I don't like to say stuff out loud like i'll say things in my head thinking that greg should read my mind and I, that's not fair to him and then whenever i do that it just creates problems that shouldn't really be there if i just said what i was thinking out loud and so yeah so i think that you know i just need to get better at that yes but. you have to speak to me i can't read your mind megan i'm not the smartest man in the world but i know what love is is that Forrest Gump? Yeah. Yeah, I got that reference. <laughs> she finally got one right. Okay. That's easy, though. I'm not going to give you no point for that. That's easy. All right. So, Greg, what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. So, one thing that's not on the board, of course, we said earlier, is the NFL draft just ended. So, just like the WNBA Woo! draft, we congratulate all those young ladies for making it to the WNBA. She guys are saints. I just got a Texas yeah, I'm, if y'all are, shirt. Those on who's not on YouTube, I'm showing my New Orleans Saints shirt on today. Shout I can't remember who y'all got. I don't know if y'all got Chris Olave or or Garrett. They both came from Ohio State. They're both two of the best receivers. Yeah, I got one of them. Very, very happy for y'all. My Texans did their thing. Mm-hmm. People, they you know they gave us an A minus B plus in the draft. We did our thing, but shout out to all those young men that are accomplishing their dreams and they get to finally get paid on Sundays. Hats off because we will be watching y'all on, on the, in the, uh, what is it called? In the fall. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of the, yeah, I, don't know what it's <laughs> I picked up my phone a random like New Jersey number called. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> love scams. <laughs> so what's happening? All right. So Kaepernick, a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis says he would love to have Colin Kaepernick on the team. He deserves every chance in the world. Rolls eyes because I want to see it sway. Don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Like at this point, I think everybody's either irritated with Colin Kaepernick and the whole thing or they're irritated with the NFL and the whole thing. So at this point, we're just like, just put the man on the team. Let him do something. Take it I'm gonna there. be devil's advocate for a second though. Okay, go ahead. Why does Colin Kaepernick want to play football again? Because he made I feel like he made this big thing the foot NFL is a what's I guess kind of a not racist sport, but it's run by trade. the owners. Yeah. Yes, he made all that stuff. It's a white man's know, and it was a lots of negativity around it. So, so why is he trying to get my thing? His thing system? is he knows we everybody knows why nobody wants Colin Kaepernick's on, on a team. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why he wants to come back. Cause he wants he he because you love the game of football. When I love the game of football, I kept playing semi pro. Mm-hmm. When you love the game of football, no matter what you hatred you may have, you're gonna continue to try to play. So he knows there's hatred or speculations with everything that went down when the whole kneeling and protesting the the national anthem and all that. So with him, he wants to prove that football is still a love of his life. Yeah. So he's like, I I, I protest. I did my thing. Let me try one time to just play. Let me let me show the world that there's one team or some teams out there that that don't have that hatred for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna make everything go go better. And I feel like I feel like the Raiders they just got a brand new stadium. They just moved to Las Vegas. If they get Colin Kaepernick, that's just more fans. So 
in a, in a in a way I'm looking at both sides. It's a good thing, but then it's, it's in a way it's a good marketable thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I see it as a win win for them. I understand because it's like, why does he want to keep playing after he protested so much? But no matter how much you protest, the game, the love of the game is always going to be in a man's heart. No that makes what. sense. Yeah. Okay. So I hats off to Mark, you know, Mark Davis for saying it, but we want to see it. So the fact that you said it means now come training camp time in a couple of weeks, we're going to be like, hmm, Colin Kaepernick still, you know, sitting on the couch over there, Mark. <laughs> what you doing? All right. So uh, the best man, a show, question mark. All right. So Tay Diggs, Neil Long, and a couple of the co-stars have been posting pictures all over the, the you know, social media basically them on set of the best man show so best man everybody knows what the best man was i mean of course you saw the show uh i'm not the show you saw the first movie then the second movie the best man holiday it left us with a tear jerker out of this world i'm talking about tears everywhere because i loved uh i just loved every aspect of how they brought them back and the tragedy that came with it so now they're making a show so now they didn't want to leave us heartbroken so we got to see what they, they have going on. Apparently, the, the show is going to be airing on Peacock. We don't really know when they're going to do it. And yeah, I know Peacock just making the, you know, <laughs> better than Netflix, I guess. It's just making, it's just getting up there. So yeah, hats off to the best man. And, you know, I pray that everything goes well. So let me ask a question. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy question because you're going to be like, but one's the other. And one's not this and one's not that. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. orange juice or cereal milk? Hold on, because I know, well, okay, okay, she don't eat cereal and she doesn't drink milk. Orange juice or almond milk for with your cereal? Like cereal Wait. milk, come, your, your, milk, your, your milk that sits in your cereal, so you get all the sugar and everything in that cereal. Yeah. From that so you're saying which one do I prefer? Yes. Orange juice all day. Okay, because I was about okay. to say, I, uh, so anyways... You're going to get both now. Wait, why? So Tropicana introduces a cereal that you can eat with orange juice. Oh, like you pour the orange juice <laughs> you in the You pour the orange juice in the cereal. It sounds so gross, but everybody's just like, everybody in the comments section of this chat room is like, it sounds so nasty, but at the same time, I just want to see what it like, tastes what kind like. Of cereal? If it's a tangy so, cereal, then I think it would make sense. So Tropicana announced a new cereal that's made specifically for orange juice. Yep, Tropicana Crunch is a crispy honey almond cereal that will be available on National Orange Juice Day, May 4th. The company admits the combination of cereal and orange juice might not be for everyone, but says whether you hate it or love it, you won't know until you try it. Makes sense. Okay, so That's so weird. Honey almond. Honey almond. Okay. Cereal clusters. With orange juice. With orange juice. Like you don't need milk. That actually that actually might taste good. Honeys and almonds. I can't say. I mean, not honeys. <laughs> honey, I mean, honey, and al- almonds. honey and almonds. Because the thing is, it's like we've always looked at combinations that companies have brought us. That's so nasty. That's going to be nasty. We haven't even tasted it yet. Yeah. So I can see how that could work. I don't want to say ill yet. You know, the only time I've ever said ill to something I never tried was I, I was fat, but I would never do this. Was that um, KFC thing where the buns were two chicken patties? They replaced, it was a KFC thing. I think it came out when I was in high school. I was like, no. In my 12th grade year and graduation, they had this chicken sandwich where it was bacon and cheese in the middle. 
mm-hmm. and you would think it'd be another like piece of chicken, but instead they took the buns away and they used two chick fried chicken patties as buns. Oh man! I you I if I show you, you'll be like, that's ew, so fat. that sounds so bad. Even my fat behind <laughs> that was pre-diabetic and what? close to three hundred pounds was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, that feels like that's be oh, that's right there. Yeah, that's like right there too. I feel like I definitely would be more interested in trying this crispy honey almond with orange juice because I don't like milk. Like I haven't eaten cereal since I was a little girl. I don't eat cereal because of her. I just, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, just, I and I don't because I just didn't like how it would be the the cereal would get wet mm. and then and soggy. And well, why then don't you do texture, it? Why don't you be like those? Be too much. Why don't you be like those weird people and put your milk in the bowl first and then your cereal? I had tried so many different ways to do it. Cause I put I'm a little like bit that. of milk I'm in sorry. there and just wet the cereal. I still didn't like it. I would not put, I would put way more cereal than I would have milk and I still would just be, I think Weird. cause one time I threw up and I think that's what did it for me. Mm. If I throw up stuff, I knowing my body does not want it anymore. I tell you whatever. what. I tell you what. Then it was the cow's milk. So I'm that's a, another, I'm a that's try another to, conversation. I'm a try, I don't know why cereal tastes good to me when it's cold weather. Like when it's cold outside and it's a Saturday morning. I don't know why cereal tastes good then for me. It's That's so weird. So I'm going to try something. I'm going to buy a box of cereal in the fall. And I'm going to eat the whole box by myself. Not in one sitting, but I'm going to eat the box. Because I haven't <laughs> eaten cereal. I think I ate cereal probably a couple months ago. That uh-huh. remember we had went to a drive. They gave us a box of food. They gave you yes. a box of food. They gave you a, a box of cereal. They had like two bowls, and I was like, eh. yeah, it was all right. I don't. It was Reese's cereal. I don't really eat Reese's cereal, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you know what? I, it's just it's sugar in a bowl, by the way. Anyway, as I know, feel like you get older, you just feel you know what I like sugar in a bowl. Cinnamon toast crunch, apple jacks, fruity pe- fruity pebbles, and what's my absolute? What's the absolute one? You know, I, <laughs> cookies and cream. What is it called? Oreos. Not Oreos, but Oreos. So if you out there, you want to try a good cereal, Oreos. It's best just Oreos and cereal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and what's this on my head? Do rag activity. Yeah. Um, do okay, rag so, activity. Uh, those that cannot see, Greg has on his, he got his Nick Cannon on. He's wearing a turban. I don't want to say it because I don't want to, I'm not going to say it's the not called, Okay, no, it's not, it's not a turban. I don't want to say that because that's racially insensitive. No, 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 no. It no, is, it actually it is, is a wrap. It's, it's a, a wrap. It's, it's a wrap. wrap. It's a wrap. So. But it wouldn't be racially insensitive if you call it a turban because it's not like you saying it in a bad way. I know, but, but you are not, but you're not wearing it because it is a turban. Oh, okay, You're okay. wearing it as a wrap. I'm wearing it as a do-rag. But, call, but calling it a do-rag, but it's, it's a head wrap. So. That. <laughs> I'm gonna tag the company in our video or our post, and I hope that they like see this and they I get a little free some some or like a little like shout out. So I love this company. Uh, they have, I mean, come. They have just came with it. They have come with it. It. I can't wear do rags on my head no more because what happens is I break out and uh, it's just. It's just a mess. So I can't wear do-rags. So I, I found this company online where they are, have people that have men that have sensitive skin. They can't wear the do-rags no more. And yeah. So I love it. I'm trying to find the company's name. Yougonatural.com. So yougonatural.com. If, I, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it because for people that blah, blah, I know, you know I'm running over my time. <laughs> Yougonatural.com. It's a turban. I don't have to tie nothing. I literally just take... It's already 
like connected. So I just take a flap, twist it, put it back, take a flap, blah, blah, blah. So you go natural.com. I'm going I'm to I'm tag y'all. I, I want some free do-rags or something. I mean, I this is publicity. I'm doing something, man. I'm, I'm promoting. I'm hey, out of here. Sorry, y'all, if you'll hear all this Yeah, she's doing it all through my explanation. I'm trying to I'm sorry, fix, you go natural.com. I'm trying to fix my microphone. <laughs> but but low-key. in a weird spot. What happened when you came in the house? He had everything set up for the podcast. Oh, well, okay, that, because I'm the best. Okay, Talk about when you first about? came in. I have no idea. I, I was in my chain and my rap, my do-rag oh, rap. Yeah, I don't have and chain in his Instantly was like, his rap. <sighs> yeah, and no clothes on, washing dishes. Washing dishes. I want to fold clothes for you. Oh, my god! I want to make right, you feel let's, good. Let's get into it, as we spend enough time. Okay. <laughs> So let's get into our taboo topic of the day. Smooth so uh, throughout this conversation, I just want everyone to just think about, you know, your words and how you speak to people, because I think lots of times we don't understand how much our words truly matter when it comes to how it affects, first of all, yourself and then those around you and how once you say something, you can really cannot take it back. Yeah, words are so, which is very, and I was very ironic having a podcast because like everything that we've said now is just you know here for history, history. I mean, words are bullets, but, but yeah. And so I can get them. So with you, let's take a trip back down memory lane. Back down Mr. memory Gregory. lane. So let's see in your past relationships. Do it again. And thinking about how you would communicate or like talk to those women. How would you describe the way that you would speak to your girlfriends? Would it be more? Do you feel like you're words bring life do you feel like they bring death do you feel like you i don't know just how do you feel like so for me i the way i speak to you no 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 hold on no no wait give me give me a second i'm getting there (laughs) the way i speak to you to you is the way that i would talk to them but i have more confidence and i'm very more vocal with you like i tell you what bothers me Mm-hmm. I am always the type of person that says, you know, oh, you know, you're beautiful. Oh, you know, I'm soft, soft spoken. I'm very soft spoken when it comes to women. I, I never wanted to upset anybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like as I grew into myself and everything, that's when I started to get like more forceful, started speaking up for myself a lot more. But I feel like before I met you, when I would talk to my, my past relationships, it would just all be soft spoken, not trying to start an argument, not trying to start a fight. That's how I was. I was never the person that throw jabs. Mm-hmm. Never threw a jab. Have I thrown a jab? At really? You? I'm ne- I I would never throw a jab. Now I'm talking about. That was when I was like just trying to plead to women's. Like, what do you consider throwing a jab? Throwing a jab like uh, like you being called something, but you're not gonna call them out of something, or them calling bringing someone up someone out of their name, like calling somebody out of their name, or calling somebody like a nickname that doesn't that's that's very rude or very disrespectful, mm-hmm. or basically like bringing up something that came from the past, I wouldn't do those things. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I don't like doing those things. No person that has ever dated me or talked to me can ever, no woman that can, has ever dated or talked to me can ever say I called them the B word, called them the H word, never. Okay. That's so, I mean, I think I those are like pretty extreme examples and things. So, if you guys, so most, I mean, most people know there's different scriptures and stuff that kind of talk about, you know, I think it's like life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Right. And then also there's an, there's another scripture that's James 3, chapter 3 and 5. And well. 
So I know. Just go to church. And then it says, so also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how a great forest is set aflame by such a small fire. So pretty much saying that even though our tongue is such a small part of our body, and it really doesn't seem that it's that relevant, it truly can set a flame, set flames in small portions that could then grow into being now it's this huge thing. So like a, a forest fire, something that's uncontrollable. Um, and so like me, me asking you that, I guess thinking back on my past relationships and kind of how I used to be as a person, not even just even just with my family, like my parents and stuff, I knew at a very young age that I was able to be very manipulative and really cut people with my words. It's weird how I remember as a child that I would say things that I knew would hurt somebody's feelings. Like I knew that this was something they were insecure about. I knew that it was something that was one of their weaknesses. And I would say it out loud to them because I knew that my words and what I would use to say to them would be something that would affect them for mm -hmm. that time being because I was mad or like I was hurt. And like, that was my way of fighting pretty much. Cause I mean, I wasn't a physical fighter, but I could definitely tell somebody off with my words. And so going beyond that, like growing up with getting into relationships with people, um, I remember that with one of my um, exes, like I would just always know what to say in order to like hurt them and stuff mm -hmm. and not ever anything as far as, you know, like the extremes of me, like cursing them out and stuff, but just, you know, like simple stuff. I mean, if I'm sitting there, like I'll say, it's really hard for me to remember like what I've said to them, but, but I'll use an example as far as with one of my exes and stuff and like how like, words from somebody that you've been with can really carry throughout your life. So, and I mentioned this to Greg about a few days ago. So quick story time. So the person I was with before Greg, I remember with him, there was always, it was like an emotionally abusive thing that would happen or immensely abusive thing that would happen between us. So we're sitting on the bed and then I, I'm sitting on top of him facing the opposite direction. And so it's like my back is towards him. And uh, at this point in time, I was feeling depressed. Like I wasn't really doing that well as far as just like in life. I mean, this is when I was in college and I just was not playing volleyball. I was gaining weight, all this different stuff. I knew all of this. And, and then it, and he knew that that was something that was very uh, uncomfortable for me to like be that size. And so he mentions just this in joking manner saying, Oh, I feel like I have two eyes looking back at me. And then mm. in my head, I'm thinking that, what are you talking about? And so then, but immediately I knew that he was talking about. So I don't know if you guys have know about bra strap fat. So it's whenever the upper part of your skin hangs over your bra strap. Mm. So sometimes people just have extra skin there. Sometimes that has nothing to do with being larger um, or even just like, if you haven't worked out those muscles enough, then like you just have natural, like more skin hanging over your bra or your bra might be too tight. So, which was my issue there too. So, which, and so he said that, and then I kind of just like felt like, wow, like that was something that really cut deep. 
And since this, this is something that happened when I was in college. So maybe like year 2013 to 14. And still here as a 28-year-old woman, every time I walk by the mirror, I look, if I have a shirt on, I look at my back and I look at the my bra strap and I sit there and it's it's now became an insecurity to me. And I always remember that moment that those words taken. I've allowed those words to come into my life into for this long. And it's just and like I kind of just say that because it just shows how powerful, like just something simple that someone can say to you or what you can say to someone that they will carry it for a very long time. And I just, in my honest opinion, you know, we get back to the the whole topic at hand, but I say whenever she walks by me with her bra on, I'd be like, oh, God, come here. <laughs> well, now I don't have bra strap fat like that anymore. Yeah, but really. it's just like, <laughs> and I know that's something that, that's something like, that's a thing that she would always, you always would tell me like stuff that, is a, a trauma for you or anything, but I always tell you with me, you don't have to be like that no more. And I, but then I had to grow to understand that that's something that you have to change or you yeah. have to figure out, but it, it kind of hurts me because it's like with somebody else damaged for you, they damaged for me. Now I'm like hit sitting here trying to make you like, let you know that you don't have to be insecure no more. Like only person that you pleasing is yourself and me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's it, like, it, cause it makes me. And when I always would hear those things, it always make me feel like, do you feel like the guy will ever come back in the picture and he'll say, oh look at that bra strap fat again? Cause that's that's how I feel. Because in my honest opinion, it makes me look like, well, you look your 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 goal is to look good naked around yourself and look good naked around me, you know. And that's my whole thing. Like you look good, period. Like. Mm-hmm. Point blank, I, I I wish I can like put some honey on you, put you in the oven, and like eat you up. That's how that's how good you look. So yeah, it like it hurts me that you still carry those traumas because the traumas that I used to have, I don't carry that no more. Mm-hmm. You see how confident I am now. Yeah. I just be everywhere. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that so for you, have you ever been in a relationship with someone since you obviously were not the person that ever used words to? Oh yeah. Definitely got caught. Definitely got caught fat and big. Um, By people that you've been that you dated. Mm-hmm. I told you, I've, I've definitely, okay. I've definitely gotten called fat and big before. Uh dated a girl. This is like the girl who I was like really, really in love with. I was like on and off with all those times. Actually, like wanted to do, wanted to like. We went to the mall. You know, she was getting an outfit, and I was like looking at stuff, and. I was looking at the outfit and she was like, I don't know, that wouldn't look good. I don't I don't think that would look good on you. And it, it it's like it even though it didn't she didn't say it in a forceful way, the way she said it still came off as wow. Like I picked up a shirt, it was a large, I couldn't fit a large. I I was wearing two XLs and she was like, Well, mm-hmm. you can't fit that. You're like you're way too big for that. And I was just like, Dang, and I literally had just started going back, going to the gym and everything. I was like, wow, that hurt. Maybe I just, I'm one of those people that I will buy a shirt that's too small for me, throw it in the, uh, in the, no, no, I'll throw it in the closet and I will use that as motiv- motivation. Oh, I did that before. To be a gold, I'm gonna yeah, this. I, okay. I've done that. I've well, I mean, actually, that's, that's and it's helped. I, yeah. I bought like three shirts. I was a, I'm that person. I think I've gotten out of that stage when I was like starting to gain muscle and look good. I was the guy that wear shirts with no collar and had the three buttons. 
I love that look. I still love that look. Mm-hmm. And I would always, I bought like three shirts one time. I remember I was really big at this time. I threw those shirts in the closet. I said, I'm going to try that. Sh- I'm going to try one of these shirts on at least every three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I tried those shirts on every three weeks. I was like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Once I put that shirt over me and it, it, it like flew over my love handles, I was like, there it is. That is right there. <laughs> that is my boy. That's my man. Yeah. That's how I would be. So, yeah, I, I've definitely been in that position where somebody has called it mm-hmm. to me. I've, I mean, I was with a girl who said that uh, it was me and a girl that were literally almost the same height. And I was with her, and she was like, you're short. You're short for a man. You're short for a man. I was like, "This at this point then, I was starting to gain a little, you know, respect for myself. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's not my problem that you can't attract men that's taller than you. Boom. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back and continue this conversation. Conversation, station, station, station. Continue, continue, continue. Get your house in order. Oh, do it today. Get your house in order. Oh, do it right away. I know Jay. Jesus is coming. No man knows where or when. Get your house in order. He's coming back again. Had to do it. You brought brought the script shot. I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, great. Big, big energy. Okay. That's what we're not going to (laughs) do. Oh my I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we love it. Okay. So now let's fast forward to present day. Okay. So now you and I were in a marriage relationship, same thing. So how do you feel like we do as a couple when it comes to monitoring our words, our tone, as far as, you know, how we speak to each other, and then I guess like more so look into yourself. Yeah, you date a sensitive man. So I'm going to say it like this. I feel like you walk on eggshells because you don't want to hurt my feelings, and I walk on eggshells because I don't be wanting to have an argument. I feel like I don't want a potential argument starting up. So I feel like we both be trying to walk on eggshells, but then it kind of like we we leave it in too long. Like we like don't get us wrong. We always say what's wrong with us, but I feel like we don't say it the moment that it happens. We wait like an hour later mm-hmm. and stuff. When we got in all our words, we've collected. We say, "Okay, if I smart, if I do this the smart way, I can twist this conversation this way, this way, this way, so I don't come off hurtful or I don't say nothing to hurt this person's feelings." Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do because yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's how I feel like that's how I do, and I feel like you do that around me, so it doesn't like maybe come off as something that's hurtful or anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think that. And I feel like we kind of started off that way too. Like, I mean, I never. Well, the thing about it is that okay, we we're married to each other, and so right. Our I feel like I am protective over your self esteem. Like I'm protected over how confident you are about yourself. I want to be sure that I consciously think like I want to be sure that I'm saying things that are going to affirm you and not tear you down. Okay. So, and I think that it's been like, I've had to evolve into that. I had not always been like that in relationships. I mean, um, I, I think that once I got to the point that 
I'm now with you and I see that you're this amazing, great person. Like, why would I want to try to steal that light from you by saying negative things to you when it comes to me knowing like what you're insecure about? Because I mean, like with you, when you're married to somebody, you know their weaknesses, you know what they're insecure about. You're with them every day. You mm-hmm. literally see them naked. So, and you discuss things while you're naked. So it it just you're in the most vulnerable point. And I think that's why lots of times people shy away from being that vulnerable because they may fear that they don't want somebody to know something about them that's going to really like cut deep with them as far as what they say to them. Yeah. And so I, I truly believe like I have to, I know I consciously think about how I speak to you and I would, I'm not going to sit here and say, I think I speak to you. I'm not going to say my words are always your word. You, your words are, you, it's, it's not for for me, for me getting something from you. It's not that your words are great or bad. It's the delivery. Your mm-hmm. words are always on point. Everything you always say is like true. It's cutthroat true that always can help me figure out what I need, you know, to be figured out. Your delivery. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for you. So I guess I talk about that. What yeah. do you mean? As far as no, well, you, it's like the way you like come out and say it. like you hurt. She, she's never insulted me. Never been verbally abused. She's never said anything that ever hurt my feelings. Like something that was like wrong, but like, let's say, um, she has a long day ahead and I have nothing to do mm-hmm. instead of like, and she'll say, well, you know, I need some stuff done here at the house instead of her saying, well, Hey babe, when you get a chance, I want you to get your rest in. I want you to do these things. You know, go work out, whatever you need to do on your schedule, but I need this done, like, you know, today. Mm-hmm. It'll come off as, hey, you're not doing anything. I really need you to get this stuff done today. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm too busy to be worried about you doing anything. And I'll be looking at her like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I, I can talk to that. this morning. <laughs> I come off as very demanding and commanding instead of instead of in a way that is more so motivating mm-hmm. you to do things. Like the other day. Oh, let me speak on the other day before you finish. The other day, she, I love, I, it's like, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm an old school person. I should have been born in the 70s and Most 80s. Definitely. Because... <laughs> I don't know why, but notes motivate me so much. When I was pa- oh. when I got ready to pass the fire exam, when I was getting ready to take the exam, she left notes around the entire apartment. And when I tell you I took every note off the walls, and the day before I took the exam, I read every single note. Like I read them all the time, but the day before, the day of the exam, I read every note in the car, and I went in there and I passed. So there's some stuff I need to get done. I need to get my passport done. What else I needed to do? I. S- it was okay. Passport. Yeah, I wrote a note. It said to do list. It's a to do list. It said one passport, two. Something else you had to do. It was three things on I the think, list. Was it workout? No. No, it wasn't workout. No, it was workout. It was three things on the list. It was passport, workout, and rest. No, passport, workout. Yeah, yeah, it was passport. Get your workout in. And no, it was the check. It was passport. There was oh, some. Yeah. There was some money that we had to move around. That we had, you know, got free money. Uh, <laughs> it was some money we had to move around. She texted me and said, "Told me to have a good workout." And at the bottom it said, "But make sure you get your rest." Yeah. Because she knew that I had just got off work, all that stuff. It was some food. It was some breakfast food waiting on me, and it was like this. And because she's been trying to make me get my passport for two years now, 
I just have now started the process of getting yeah, my passport. Go. Yes. So the way she said it was like, it motivated me. Like I've set up appointment now to get my passport. I've gotten all the tools to get it done. Now, when I get off uh, work the next day, whatever the day is after this podcast, I am going to get up. I got my, I'm going to set an appointment to get my passport, take all the documents in there, get all that done. Everything will be finished. But it's like those, those notes motivate me. So it's I like, never it's knew delivered. that you never told me that you, I like words of affirmation. So I feel like that, that I feel like that's under words of affirmation. Yeah. Like that's under a file. That I think you just goes. like open a new part of our relationship. But the fact that I know that notes actually are helpful. Cause when I was doing that, I don't know. I just woke up I mean, the morning on, and I you, said that I'm just going <laughs> to get him a to-do list. Cause I don't want to bombard him with things. I felt like that's what it was. And she I said, felt I like she didn't want to step on my toes. And I did it in my, but in my brain, I said, either he can like this or be, very annoyed. Insulted. Yeah. And every time you ever left a note for me, I've always been like, you know what? I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm a, You've never told me that. this. That you I, I just, well, that. I just discovered that. Oh, okay. When you made the note, it made me go, this is a beautiful way wow. of telling okay. me. This is a beautiful, I, I, I heard your voice <laughs> in a demanding way. Hey, you're not doing nothing. Get your passport. But I saw the note, so I was like, I, I, I love the I love the commitment. Yeah, okay, okay. We just need a breakthrough. I'm gonna keep writing notes. Because out of all, because out of all the two three years you've been trying to get me, get, me, get my passport, when you put it on that note, I got the paperwork. You did. I called him and scheduled an appointment. I was like, you know what? I like this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> then wow. I was gonna say I like notes. I didn't know I did. I just like them now. So that's what happened. Yeah. But I feel like your delivery. I feel like you've worked on it so much because you're deli- everybody that I've ever met that has known you has always said, "All right, now you're dating <laughs> Megan. She, 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 uh, she tough. She gonna say what's on her mind. She gonna let you know. She gonna let you know." And I would always laugh like, ha, 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 ha. "I feel like her being with me and me being with her. I've learned that sometimes it's okay to get a kick in the butt, but at the same time, she's always learned that it's all it's okay sometimes to not." push everybody on your schedule, your agenda, and like say to them how you have it in your brain. Yeah. Say like sometimes it's okay to calculate the words in your brain and go, okay. Yeah. Let me say it a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. when it comes to us, we don't of course we'll never insult each other. I just I live I've grown up with a whole bunch of women, three sisters in my life, my mom. I've grown up to know that women should not be insulted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that we do a really good job of bringing life to each other with our words instead right. of tearing each other down, most definitely. Exactly. Um, okay, so, but let's talk about, so, kind of about venting. So, in the relationships, lots of times, it's a huge thing that, you know, you sit around with maybe your your bros and stuff, and mm-hmm. then you get to start talking about your wives and talking about, Oh, like she just saying neg things about her. Like she doesn't, she's always telling me what to do. Gosh, like the way she talks or her tone or, you know, anything around that. Or like the girlfriends, the wives who get together or the girlfriends are sitting there saying, oh my gosh, man, Greg is just so lazy. Like I, I wrote him this note to do all this stuff and he didn't even do it. And, but just like mindlessly just talking about, cause you know, everyone's just having a venting says it's margarita night. Right. So I guess in that scenario and stuff, what harm do you see in that? Well, I'm gonna give you my perspective. I don't do that because well, yeah. there's two things about me I don't do. People would be like, "Y'all are just like the perfect people." Mm-mm. No, well, but, it's because we my dad, because my my father always did teach me one one good thing. 
He said, never tell your bros like what what's bad that's or never tell your bros or your family the yes. bad things in your relationship and never tell anybody of your sexual stuff in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Because one, it can make people go, but why is he with her? And then on the other side with the sexual part, it make them go, hmm, I wonder how that feels. So it's like That's what that, I talk to my friends about sex. Well, I that's I guess it's different. Girls do that. Women do that. That's the thing. Women do that. And then some women are very, you know. But not very but not descriptive. But I'm also jealous too, though. I think it's, I don't know if it's different for men or women. Yeah, I'm I sorry, it, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, I'm very jealous too, so I never tell a man what I got and what I'm looking, what it looked like and all that stuff. I'm a jealous okay, person. Okay, no, not like that. No, even just, I don't think that's even okay. just bringing up sex, period. Like, even if it's just like a small, like rated PG part, never bring it up. I'll never say, I'll say, my, my wife is beautiful, my wife looking sexy today. That's how I keep it. Nobody's ever heard anything sexual come out of my mouth about you because it's like, that's what I like to see. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what I like to know. So if someone says, like, do you nut in her? You I would never answer? say it. You would know if I have a kid. Okay. Or if someone says, do you wear condoms? Uh, you would never know unless you see I have a kid. That's interesting. I guess I don't mind answering those questions when it comes to the sex. I'll tell people have safe, I, I'll tell people I'll tell, have safe sex. So or, is that bad that I don't mind answering those questions? No, that's you. I'm a, I'm jealous. You don't have that jealousy that I have. Mm-hmm. I have jealous bones. I'm not in sitting my here body. thinking like, oh, my friend's gonna go want to. Yeah, but I, I always think every man's gonna want to do that. In yeah. my mind, even my bestest friends, I've, I've never talked to them about sex. Mm-hmm. But even like my, my, one of my closest friends, him and his girlfriend, he said the same thing. He's like, I don't, I never talk to the bros about what I got. And we have that understanding. Okay, this can sound bad. I don't want to. It doesn't. It's not. I don't talk to my friends about our sex. No, no, I no, know. I'm saying that for people listening. Yeah, like, not yeah. you. I know you know, but I just replay what I just said in my brain. Yeah, no, <laughs> it is bad to sit there and talk to your friends about your sex life with your partner. Yes, yeah, that's bad. Of course, but generally speaking, about sex, I don't think is bad. Oh yeah, no, no. Yes. Talking about sex. Now, if I see a girl with a, me and you look at women, and be like, dang, she got bad ass. And she got some. Me and you do that. Yeah. So I'll sit with the bros and be like, man, you see that big booty over the guy? No. Yeah. You can't look at that. You're not going to go into detail like, oh, man, me and I, Megan I did this yeah, last no, night. I like, no, did. that's not okay. No one's doing that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, that's so, I, But I'm just making it clear for people listening. Yeah. That's not what we're so saying. So the whole, con- the whole like, concern of or, or, or detail venting. of venting to someone about our lives. I don't I don't like that. That's just like a thing. Like that, that you don't appreciate your relationship. I can get if things are just going bad and it's noticeable. If it's going bad, like if me and you are fighting and people saw it, mm-hmm. that's when it's like, you need somebody to talk to? Yeah. You know, cool. I feel like if you know if nobody knows what's going on behind closed doors, nobody knows what it is, you keep it like that. Like it's 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 a thing that you don't I don't I don't like that. I'll never go to my mom and say, well, Megan, she don't do this. She don't do that. I never will go to my sisters and do that. No. When they say, how's Megan? She's good. We could have probably just had the biggest argument in the world. Megan's okay. She's good. Yeah, literally. I'm like, everything's great. Everything's Everything's great. great. Love her. Everything's great. Oh, we cool. We tired. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) We tired. Because a lot of people do do that. I mean, like, I've had friends who come to me and told me, like, all these, like, negative things about their partner. And I know you've had friends who come to you and tell you all these negative things about their partner. And I feel like looking back on those situations and stuff, I mean, I think people come to us because they really do want advice, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I do... I do just think about as far as that it's you're still 
you're still speaking words that are bringing negative energy and depth to your relationship. So you're not putting good things out there by venting about what's going on that's wrong. So I, there's a difference between like you coming to me, coming to Greg saying that so-and-so I'm so upset with him. I mean, he did this to me. He did that to me. Like he just pissed me off. He doesn't do this. And I'm saying that versus me going to Greg and talk and asking, I really need some help. And I'm just going to tell you, you know, surface level what's happening. And I just want to know your opinion. So that's, that's the difference between venting and actually asking your friend for advice. And my whole thing is anytime I've ever like come to a friend and talk to them about a relationship, like something bad going on, it was because in my mind and in my body, I was trying to end the relationship or end the, 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 the situation ship or whatever was going on. So ever came to a friend and said, I don't like what she do this, do that. It probably meant like a week or two later, I wasn't with that person anymore. Mm-hmm. That's always how I put it. I would never tell you what bad is going on in my relationship. I never tell you uh, the sexual fantasies that are going on in my relationship. You will never know. Oh yeah. well, too bad, so sad. Yeah, and so and, and so and that's I don't know if you guys watch Married at First Sight, Jesus. but this one thing I don't like that don't they like do on show. there is that. They uh, encourage them to vent to each other. They encourage whoever's in a relationship to go and vent to the other person about what's going on. And they're sitting there telling the other person just like, oh, man. Like, okay, for example, this season right now, there's a guy whose name's Alajuan, and then there's a girl whose name's Katina. And then Katina, she has not finished school. She's finishing her um, degree. She's 30, and then she wants to go in to be a nurse. And okay. he's, like, established. He's ready to travel all this different stuff. He goes and talks to this other lady who's married to a different guy. They're sitting on the bench. He's saying – he's really, like, venting to her, saying, man, like, I just don't know if it's going to work with Katina. Yeah, like, she she has to finish school. Like, how is she going to say that she's ready to have kids if she's not to finish school? It's crazy. And I was sitting there watching that thinking that – this is so awkward that he's talking to her about this. And I'm sitting here watching him vent about his wife on television. Great. I know it's television, but they're actually married in real life. So it's still real life. And it just made me feel kind of sad because for them, because he should be having that conversation with Katina and not talking to the other lady who's in a different relationship about what's going on, vice versa. And so, and I think that is the way, that's the way that you start to get down to like a slippery slope because you're thinking that you're not causing harm, but you, when you speak things, you manifest it seriously. Like I, I truly believe in that. Like when you speak things out loud, like, because, and I believe in that because I feel like with my life, the, everything that I prayed for and I've spoken out loud and I've intentionally manifested has come true. Literally. And look at, look at God. And yeah. And then if you really think about it, I mean, if you're a Christian like us, then like God literally said, let there be light. And then there was light. So there's like, it's like so many different ways like within the Bible that it just shows you that there's power with the words that you speak, you know, what are you doing? Get your house (laughs) in order. But, (laughs) but yeah, but I mean like the, you know, like the, but the negative traps and stuff. So I kind of wrote down a few examples that, you know, things that come off as jokes, but really they're very negative talk. So there's, you always hear the common thing or the joke, even just on social media, it'd be like, the lady would be like, I have four kids, uh, three, if you don't count my husband, that's, that is a negative thing to say, saying I have four kids, 
yeah. three kids if you don't count that my husband. It makes it seem like your husband is very childish or Yes. Like, yeah. Or like you're you're telling a, you're treating your husband as a child. And every a lot of people say this. I've heard women say this and like in a kidding manner, but even still, like that's not something good to say because like if I said that, how would that make you feel? It's like a microaggression. Yes. Oh, that's good. So like, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was listening to Chance rapper earlier. It's like oh. a it's like a small microaggression. It's like it stabs, but it's like a it's like a mosquito bite. Yeah. You know how mosquito bites just they mosquitoes, it's mosquito season, they bite, 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 and they're sucking the blood. The first couple of times it, during the first part of the season, it doesn't hurt. But as time goes by, you're outside majority of the time now, or like whatever's going on, it can, continues to have you in like an area that's humid. Mosquitoes are just biting, biting, biting. After a while, you about to start swatting. Like, ah, oh, this is starting to hurt. This is starting to hurt. Mm-hmm. My, those small, little bitty jabs, they don't feel like nothing right now, but like small mosquito bites. But after a while, it starts to irritate. They start to like feel like pins and needles, and they start to feel like stabs. Yeah. Like actual stabbing. So you, you have to learn that. I understand everybody can't walk on eggshells. Everybody, some people are, are built that they have to say stuff. They just feel like they have to say. They have to speak their mind. They have to say no matter what. But if you want something to work, sometimes it's okay to talk like a, an, an adult, like a human being. Like don't talk to somebody like they're a child, but actually talk to somebody like you have, mm. like you actually love them. Yeah. It's just like the, what was it? The that that show you made me watch with it was like marry me now or something like that. Oh yeah. When the guy, it was like he is like he didn't want to go all in and get go at her until I didn't want to get married. But he was it was like small things like I don't know about today. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. But it's like those small I don't knows and to him is like no, I'm not marrying you right now to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they start like as as time goes by, those things start to add up, add up, add up until it becomes like a, a like a, a weight. Yeah. Like you're wearing a weighted vest of like sixty pounds extra now. Now you're like, well, I don't know if you love me anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I get those people that like to speak their mind and they like they I, I don't I don't sugarcoat nothing. That's cool. You ain't gotta sugarcoat nothing, but don't expect this person to stay here long taking your your comments and your your judgment and the, the small little bitty things. I've seen people break up or get into divorces because of small comments, itty bitty comments. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, I agree with that. And just, it's just, Left I her just speechless. think it takes a step back. <laughs> Left her speechless. I was thinking, like, yeah, I like to think he's not so I smart. Speak. He's so smart. <laughs> he's so smart. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's good to take a step back and just look at what you say whenever you are speaking to other people about the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, because even when I think about how, let's say, if you, let's the flip side of that. So, what if. Yeah, this is good. So what if you are the person listening, the mm-hmm. person listening where you're saying, well, I don't do that as far as like, I don't ever speak words that bring death onto my person, but my person, my partner actually does that to me. Like you're sitting here realizing that, oh, wow, I think that this is why, this is what I've been dealing with feeling like. I feel like anytime I do something, he or she is just tearing me down so i guess in that instance what do you feel like somebody 
in that um, situation should do if they they're Speak noticing up. that. Speak up. Say, hey, I feel like small things that you may say don't seem like harm to you, but as the time goes by, those things are actually kind of like damaging to me. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. That's short, simple to the point. That's how yeah. it is. Yeah. No, I definitely think that that's true. Definitely voicing it is the first part that you should bring it to light and say, I've realized this and say how it makes me feel, you know, use I statements. That's always good. Uh, and then explain to them. And then at that point in time, you need to start paying attention to how they respond mm-hmm. because either they can respond in a positive way and say, and be apologized. Like, Oh my goodness, babe. I didn't realize that me saying those little things or those little jokes when I'm on the phone and you hear them about you, that it's hurting, it's hurting you. I didn't realize that. And I apologize and I'll stop doing it. That is a great response. So if you get that response, praise God, praise God. However, if you Ooh. get the gaslighting response ding, 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 ding. where they're just looking at you laughing, saying, oh, what? Like, you're being just so sensitive, Greg. I mean, oh, my gosh. I It was just a joke. I didn't. I don't even do that stuff for you. I don't say that. Then that's when you got to start looking at, okay, well, you know what we're going to do? We need to go and speak to somebody. Because at that point in time that you, you cannot change somebody's, like, mind mm-hmm. or their heart about something, about what they're noticing. Like, you need to go and, like, find a counselor and – Find somebody who's going to have a plan for you to be sure that they have something to speak to you and your uh, person with as far as like how y'all can work through this, how you can get this person to realize like that's hurting you. Mm -hmm. And then if that doesn't work and they don't want to do that, then, you know, straight up. And I mean, it also goes to show that like you're like with a big person. Let's say, you know, for example, you're dating somebody that's heavy set, And like if you worship that they heavy set, you like, baby, I love how big you are. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't change because I love how you are. That's fine if you walk say, look at my big baby. That's that doesn't do nothing. That's mm-hmm. fine. But let's say you're with a heavy set person because you really just love the personality, and but you're not paying attention to the fact that you love them because they're big. You're walking around like, oh look, what's up, big boy? Like you joking with them and stuff. Like if you haven't announced that I love you because you're a big guy and you just love them because their personality and don't acknowledge the fact that they're big, So, but you say those words, you don't understand that, that that's maybe creating an effect that can cause like a, some some small sort of friction. And at first, it like doesn't damage them, but after time goes by, it's like, okay, that mm-hmm. kind of starting to hurt a little bit. Uh, I, I know we spoke on, we speaking on relationships, but there's one thing like in my family, that's a term that uh, we did on our questions the other day. There's mm-hmm. a term that I don't like to be called, and it's a dummy. I hate it with a passion. So anytime I feel like, because I've gotten this like trauma from like growing up, like my sisters would call me, you know, a dummy. Now it doesn't hurt my phone. When you say it, when my sisters say it jokingly, like that's my dummy. It doesn't bother me no more. But when it's like a real, like a eye, like a test. Like, like you did something Like are wrong. you really, did you really like, are, like are you dumb or something? Or like, are, do, mm. do, like are, do you, are you even listening? Do you even like know what's going on? I'd be like. You call me dumb because that's the thing I look at you. Like when you're asking me a question and I'm insulted or something, in my mind, it reverts to, are you calling me dumb? Yeah. I get instantly upset like it's at the station sometimes when they're like asking me something. And it's like a question that I don't get. But it's like instead of you explaining, you just, are you understanding? I'm, I get insulted like I don't want to talk to you. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah, you shut down. I shut down because it's like, are you calling? I'm trying not to lose my job. Are you calling me dumb? Yeah. That's my honest feedback. Yeah. And my family has this thing where we, you know, they, my family, I, I, I come from a family that's a little heavy set, not mm-hmm. big, big heavy set, you know, not fat, you know, just the general 
black American family that, you know, grew up eating soul food dinners and stuff. Mm -hmm. So not unhealthy, just like on the spectrum of unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So in that, in my house, it was like, they would call each other big or fat, but it was always a joking matter. So I, in my depressed ways, in my depressed stage where I was close to 300 pounds and I was pre-diabetic and I was these things, when they would say it to me, it wouldn't be a joke to me. Yeah. Like, cause I was like, y'all joking with each other, but that doesn't. Cause you didn't want to be. I didn't want to be like that. I, I, I couldn't, I didn't have the motivation to get myself out of that. So it's like, yeah. why are you saying and that? That doesn't to me? help to tear you down. It sucked. Yeah. But you just said something. So the fact that you still, as an adult, you shut down whenever you feel like you're being personally insulted or someone's speaking to you as if you're dumb or don't know something, you still shut down. So that's, that's a trauma that mm -hmm. has continued to progress throughout your life because of the words that were spoken to you when you were a child. Cause I feel like the only thing that, that can stop that now as a child, I used to shut down. And I talk at all. Like I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Now as an adult, I would shut down, but I would like step to the side pray and be like hey you here bro yeah get, get through it like it's, it's fine it's fine you made it here for some reason literally and i'll step back in like i'm cool yes god doesn't make dumb people you just probably learn differently or you need it needs to be explained in a different way and people need to understand that you know yeah but we're gonna take one more quick break and we'll be right back all right now <laughs> and we back again we back again. We're back. So I'm going to go back to, uh, I'm going I'm to hand it to you, but I'm going to go back to what I say. For me, it's it's a continuous um, work. Like I said, it's something that you always have to work on. Like that, that whole thing of you knowing that you're not in that relationship no more. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not, you're not in that relationship no more. I, I always tell you this, whenever you feel like there's a trauma of something. Oh, are you that, talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking, no, no, I'm just saying, it, but it goes on both ends of both of us having traumas. Oh. Like, you're not in that relationship no more. Those hurtful, I would never do, I, I worship your body. I'd be like, girl, you'd be looking. <laughs> but remember, it used to be, it, remember when we first dated, it would be the point where when I didn't have a shirt on, I'd put the cover over my, my, my stomach instantly. I don't think I noticed that. Well, I'm saying I would put the covers over my, my body. I wouldn't let you look look at me like that because I still had like love handles. Mm -hmm. Like I, I always would say, oh, my love handles, my love handles. Now you be like just like touching on my love handles because <laughs> I'm secure. I'm with you. It yeah. doesn't hurt me no more. I'm not with people that that make that like has to like take a jab at my my fat or anything. Yeah. You're not with somebody that's going to take a jab at your, you know, the, the I guess the, the eyes in the back, whatever that he would say. Like, bro, yeah. I hope you listen to this podcast. Hey, if you do DM me, man, I will give you my address. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I, I, not. I don't like him. Let's not give him our address. I'll give you an address. Already, I'll give you an address to go like, to. If any of the listeners have been here, roll back to the first tapes of how, how I was stalked. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Oh, oh, let him stalk So, you. So, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, no. I mean, I definitely appreciate that because I feel like whenever you're in a relationship with somebody you are literally the guardian over their self-esteem. You are exactly. the guardian over their confidence. And that's the motive. That's the attitude you should have when you're dating somebody, you're married, especially when you're married to someone, mm -hmm. because 
if I'm not feeding into you that like, oh my goodness, I love your love handles. Wow, you look so good and stuff. Like, man, baby, you've been going to the gym. Look at those abs. If I'm not saying, I'm like, oh gosh, Greg, you are so smart. Thank you so much for figuring that out for me. I could, I, I don't, don't understand how you could ever think that you were dumb. If I'm not doing that to you, then you're going to be filling a void where you need to go find it somewhere else. In like, which... Obviously, that's not something that's going to happen or anything that would be a good way to do it. But that's like you would feel like you wouldn't feel like you feel secure enough within me. And then I'm not doing my job as a partner to really guard over your emotions, your feelings. But truthfully, too, it goes to the fact that, you know, when I was in the fire academies at, you know, Houston Community College and I was going through the EMS programs and I wasn't passing, I would give up because I'm like, that's it. I, I am dumb. But then I would prove oh my, my but I would say that, but but I'll go like, I'm not dumb, but I am dumb. I'm not dumb, but I am dumb. So when you came into my life and I, like I went through the EMS program first, I'm gonna pass all the way through. I couldn't get through National Register. You're like, you can do this, you can do this. When I got through, uh, when I went to Houston uh, Fire Academy, you can do this. Like, just keep going. I, I just keep cry. doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. It was like a. Oh, then when I failed that last time, I was like, I, I'm going back. I was going backwards. I was like, I can't do it. This is it. I've I, I made it this far. I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You were like, you are not slow. You're not dumb. You can do this. So you might Just be a little please. You're lazy. That's all you would tell more. me. Like, you are Put just lazy. <laughs> I would literally just flip a page. Oh, that's what that is. Flip the next page. Oh, that's what that is. Man, when I was t- when I passed the test, it was literally all right. So write this down. Yes, I would do. I no one just you had to, someone had to teach you how to study. That was what it was. That was the issue. Is not you being dumb. So it's I wasn't the fact dumb. That you needed to be taught how to study. I was lazy for a test. That was the issue, which is the issue with a lot of people when it comes to these exams and stuff. But literally, I was making cry when saying you internalized that you were dumb and saying, I am dumb. But I mean, I would turn I, I was fat, dumb, all that stuff. And then I got out of it. Yeah. I got out of the fast stage when I met you. I was like, I look good. Yeah. <laughs> so cocky. But okay. So then also a different scenario is, mm-hmm. all right, so you're the couple where both you guys are always speak life to each other, never negative talk. But what if there's a person on the outside of your relationship, your partnership where they're the ones that are causing negative talk and bringing death into like your person. So it's a friendship or relate or a a, family family relationship. Yeah. Something that's just like jabbing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that happens often. So for example, for us, whenever I first started dating Greg, he had brought me around, you know, people in his family. And so there was like a person who was at church and he and his person were very, very close elder older lady and it but before then before i came in the picture apparently their relationship was that he would always be there for her and stuff and they were very close and you know she could call him and like he would be there and so when i started coming in i think that she started noticing that he would become a little bit distant because that energy that was probably being put mostly a little bit into her was being put into me because i'm because i'm was sleeping with you. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm around and you. And so whenever I would go around this person, they would say things like, oh, okay, hey, Veronica, acting like they don't know my name. And I would say, my name is Megan. And uh, that would kind of like hurt my feelings. Is like she was trying to make it seem as if 
Greg is bringing all like these it different it girls to matter. church. Yeah, like yeah. you don't matter. You're just a number right now. Yeah, or like he's just gonna bring somebody else next in the next few months, so it doesn't make. So like she was really like, talking neg- negative about that. Or if anytime I come in, she'll say like, "Are you not gonna speak to me?" and or different things like that. So I'm saying, "Well, you don't even know my name. Like, why do I need to speak to you?" But with me, when it comes to okay, growing up in the South, that it's really hard for me to go to talk back to people that are considered elders or older than me. Cause I forget that I'm an adult and who's paying my own bills where it takes a lot for me to actually stand up for myself when it comes to that kind of situation versus if it was my peer. And so one day we're outside of the church and she starts rambling on kind of about, I think she said something negative about like my hair or something like that, or thinking like thinking that I'm like all that, and like, and then you were standing there, and I like lashed back out, and I said something back. I was like, you do not have to talk to me um, at all anymore, and stuff like that. And I just started like saying stuff because I, I think I just got to the point where I was fed up, you know. You were trying to respect me while respecting that person. Yes. And yeah. It- and so in that moment, because I just asked you that, mm-hmm. how do you feel like you handled that? I feel like. And at this point in time, this happened, we were not married yet. So I feel like I preserved. So I feel like there was enough. Because first of all, you don't want no drama on church ground. So I didn't want no drama on church ground. I felt like I preserved that person's embarrassment because I didn't want to like be mad at them in front of everybody and go off. I handled it in a way where it was behind closed doors and was like, hey, I don't appreciate that. Like whether this person is here or they're not going to be here, whoever I bring around, whatever, I bring somebody around. That's my business. I need you to respect them. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like at that moment you were upset because I didn't like nip it in the bud yeah, at that so moment. I think in that moment, I felt like because this person was somebody who was close to you, I felt like you should have stood up for me and said something in the moment there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of fit, made me feel as if, not that you didn't have my back, but it just made me feel like I had to protect myself against someone who was talking down to me. Um, that really didn't know me. And so it just kind of made me feel as if like I got upset with you because I felt like you should assess them in the moment. But I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. as far as that, you know, you would rather have just done it behind closed doors, which I mean, you did. Cause after that things start to change after you had that conversation. Yeah. Cause you were wondering like, why is this person like a little bit nicer than me? Yeah. And- so I was like, cause I, I, when I was, when I tell you I was mad, like I didn't even talk to that person when I seen them. I, was, I looked just like, I handled it. You're mm-hmm. like, well, you didn't step up for me at the bottom. It's handled. Yeah, because I remember went home that day, and I was just pissed off in the car. I was like, you didn't say anything. Yeah, and I just remember the next day, you were, <laughs> I, I looked at you. I said, don't worry about it ever again. I handled it. You were like, all right, whatever. You saw it. You were at church next time, and they spoke to you, and they were like, nice to you. You were like, you're like they spoke to me, and I was like, I told you I handled it. Mm-hmm. I made sure. Yeah. But even so, after yes. that, it took a lot for me to just start to. Okay. Yeah, it starts to really back open back up. Like now it's a little mm-hmm. bit better, I guess, now because I mean, they don't have a choice. You're married now. <laughs> like now, well, yeah, now, now, you're married if to it me. Came, if, it, if, it came, if that came back and you didn't say anything, I would literally look at you like, okay, boy. So, <laughs> but I know you would. I know you would now. So, yeah, nah, it, it's it's a thing. That's just like, and I, you know, I hate to bring because I know that it, I, I know that it wouldn't happen. But that's just like if like if you and my mom had a scuffle. Like I hate people to have like family issues Ooh, when it comes to like mother in law, 
you know, father-in-law when the father doesn't like the the son-in-law mm, or the yeah. mother when they don't like the the, the daughter-in-law. A sibling that doesn't like the, the yeah, other person. That's the thing. Like, I don't have time for now that we're like married. Like, when we were dating, we, we were, we, it was the beginning stages of dating. So when it was like at that point, I'm like, I'm going to nip this in the bud behind closed doors. I'm going to make sure I handle this. You're my wife now. You're a part of me now. Mm-hmm. When people see you, they all they see all of me. Mm-hmm. When people see me, they see every single piece of you. When we have kids, they're going to see me and you in that child. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, if somebody was to disrespect you, I have no choice but to, I don't care. I hate confrontation. I hate it with a passion. She knows I don't like confrontation. I welcome it. But, but that's the thing. <laughs> like, you disrespect her. You disrespect me all the way. Like, I had a person that literally told me, like, jokingly was like, Oh, like what is uh what is our wifey doing? I said, I don't do that shit. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to curse. I said, I don't do that, bro. So you don't you that's I know you're joking. I said, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. I said, yeah, I I, I was I was still off on you. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. They literally looked at me like, mm-hmm. yeah, Definitely. don't do that. Now it's like that person was was to go back and do that to you again, how they were disrespecting you at first. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have a choice but to like do this in front of the church. Like, dog, it's my wife. Step back. I'm sorry, you were you out of line, and now I gotta put you in your place now. Yeah, that's that's just way too much now. I'm too grown, too old to be like letting stuff like that slide now. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I, it's either you be mad at me for the rest of my life, or my wife be mad at me for the rest of my life. <laughs> what you gonna choose? Who am I sleeping in the bed with? <laughs> who is like making my food? Is that that a hard decision? I, who is like making my food that I unsupervised that I'm not watching them make my food exactly? <laughs> Exactly. She's not gonna do nothing to me. But I'm saying exactly. <laughs> Some cyanide. What, what is that? What you say? What is cyanide? Is that I don't know, but I don't like. How, like I don't some, like how you said that. Co- she rolled out. It rolled off the tongue too fast. I don't like. I don't how know. People be like Megan. That's like, not easy. I was like, what? I don't know what no, cyanide is. is something. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> is. I was looking I like. I was like, huh? Heard that word in my head. But yeah, so I, 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 I totally agree when it comes to that. I definitely do would not allow anybody or tolerate anybody jabbing at you in any kind of way, like stabbing at our mm-hmm. relationship. I have no business being in our relationship because I'm not kissing them, holding them, or having children with them. Mm-hmm. You're all of me and I'm all of you. Yeah. That's bottom line. Yep, most definitely. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, you know, just the moral of the story to just put a little bow on it, you guys, is just to remember that life and death truly lies in the power of the tongue. If you learn how to change your words, you can truly just change the world and things around you. You can change your relationship and make things better. Small phrases Um, are like mosquito bites. mm -hmm. And the more comfortable you get with saying the small things, the more comfortable you're going to start being bold with saying the big things. And then the more comfortable that that person is letting you say these things to to you, the more that those painful mosquito bites are going to start sticking like, you know, like knives. Yeah. Straight up. At the end of the day, you are It's supposed to sound more poetic than that, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you are a team and you're building together. We're a team and I'm not going to sit here and tear down my teammate and say, Mm -hmm all these bad things about you on the court um, basketball reference. You know, I'm, I'm glad that we brought this up because at the same, I'm glad that we brought this whole topic up because at the same time I look at you, I always joke with you when I say, when you get pregnant and you walk around with your stomach, I'm going to say, what's up, big girl? Like joking around. But I, at the end of the day, I'm like, now that we had this conversation and we're talking about it on the podcast, I'm like, I'm glad I kind of caught that. Maybe that won't be, because I don't know, because yeah. I, I don't know how hormones are going to be in, like 
like yeah, and down I already there. struggled with body dysmorphia. Yeah, so, so it probably won't be good. I, I, too. I, I'm glad we talked about this. Big girl. <laughs> I'm glad we caught it. I'm so glad, like we caught it, because now I'm sitting yeah. there like, whew. We'll have to have a conversation. Maybe I dodged about bullet. dating or marrying somebody with body dysmorphia eventually. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, but, I think I think I've had body dysmorphia yeah. secretly. Yeah, so. I just it, it's just the love handles. It's nothing else. My, okay, well, mine I had lot, boobs. Mine is a lot bigger than that. I've had boobs. I had back fat. I never had a problem with any of those things. It was just love handles. Mm-hmm. And I'm still struggling to get rid of love handles. And I, we love those love I, handles, I, babe. I lose so much weight. I can't get rid of love handles. <laughs> okay, <laughs> y'all. Well, as always, thanks so much of getting your life together with us. You can always find our Instagram at getittogether. Yep, yep, yep. My personal IG is Megan.Jeanette. My personal IG is Gregory.K underscore. And if you ever have any um, advice as far as, or wanting any advice, you can always email getittogether at gmail.com, and we can definitely answer your questions on the show. And with that being said, we'll see y'all next week. You go natural.com. All right, now. Nah.